My name is Walker, a.k.a. The Retail Ranger. It is my job to keep you free from food safety danger. The other is to make sure that stuff gets on the shelf. It's harder than it looks. I can't do it by myself. Welcome to Walker Retail Ranger. What's up, everybody? I'm Walker, also known as Retail Ranger. This podcast is about my personal and professional experiences from working in the retail industry for over 35 years. Each week, we'll discuss a different topic about life as a retail ranger. We hope you enjoy listening. Let's do this. Now it's time for Walker Retail Ranger. Attention shoppers, we have a cleanup on aisle 13. Cleanup on aisle 13. Thank you. Hey everybody, it's Walker Retail Ranger. Today is uh, February 20th, 2022. Welcome to episode 12 of the Walker Retail Ranger podcast. And uh, with me as usual is my beautiful wife, Liz. How are you, Liz? I'm doing great. How are you? You are doing great. Looking good doing it. (laughs) So hey, I did have a minor cleanup on aisle 13 from last week when I re-listened to the podcast. Um, You probably remember this moment in your life because it was so impactful. But do you remember the Retail Ranger rap that I introduced last week? Yes, I do remember that. Yeah. So I, I knew there was, was going to be fans just like clamoring for that. And and I had tried to give everybody a heads up and said, hey, postmark on the podcast when that was so you can go back and listen to it. And obviously I'm showing my age because postmark <laughs> has nothing to do with that. Uh, no. The correct phrase would be timestamp. Right, so a little cleanup on that. So uh, on the other note there, uh, we're moving up the charts with that song. I can feel it. I haven't posted it yet, but I just know we're going to debut at least at least top 1,000. All right. That's that's my plan. So be on the lookout for that song, everybody. And uh, we do have a happy update. Uh, we did, as we discussed, we were going to get new faucets for the bathtubs, right? They're fantastic. They are amazing. So, yes, not a sponsor. Wouldn't mind being. But Delta Faucets kick bootay. Quick story on that. So, when the plumber came and he installed those, and he did it very quickly and professionally, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, the next morning when I got up at 4.30 retail ranger time to hop in my shower, I turned on the shower and... uh. It wasn't as hot as I would have liked. The water pressure was okay. Um, the shower head being new was obviously amazing, but I just, I felt cold. I mean, <laughs> it, it, the water was warm, but it wasn't like hot. And I had that new finangled wall or like our faucets have like temperature control on them where you, right. you set that and you forget it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I cranked them all the way to the hot, to the red and turned on the shower and I was just freezing. I just, I felt like I, there was no steam. <laughs> and I'm used to steaming up the joint. And uh, so what do I do immediately? I Google how to adjust the temperature on these Delta faucets. Right? Right. And I remember because I texted you and said, hey, don't. Because you like to draw a bath and you like to go do stuff and have a cup of coffee or whatever. And then get in your bath at your leisure because you put it on lava. Right. 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 And so it gives it a chance to cool down. So I texted you that morning and said, hey, don't dilly-dally get up in that bathtub, <laughs> yeah. you know, cause something's wrong, right. but don't worry, Liz, I've been watching a video and I can fix it. Ugh. And you said, Hey, I'm going to text that plumber. 
Well, it was the right thing to do. It was, and he accidentally had forgotten to turn the water heater back on. Right. So, needless to say, I mean, it was a simple error. Um, but, of course, I was going to overcomplicate things. I was, like, getting ready to pop off the front of that thing. Yeah, and, that, it was scaring me. I was seeing all kinds uh, of images in my head. Well, knowing your role, and I'll talk about this a little bit later in the podcast, because there is a part where, where I guess, I know what my limits are, kind of. <laughs> But thankfully, I had you there to kind of slow me down on that because I think I would have jacked that up. I just, I, yeah. Your silence says it all. <laughs> so, uh, all right, it's Sunday. What are we having for dinner tonight? Uh, some kind of chicken. Some kind of chicken. <laughs> I don't know yet. I'm sure it'll be great. So last week, um, in honor of Valentine's Day, your tradition is you make me a pineapple upside down cake. Would you like to tell us about that? Well, I don't have a heart-shaped cake pan anymore. I oh. threw that out. Oh. I don't know why, but... I did say heart-shaped, didn't I? I well, I made a heart with cherries. Oh, that's what it was. In okay. the middle of Yes, it. that's what it was. The so I just used a cast iron skillet. Okay, that's the best way to do it. And instead of using the ring pineapple, I used the... Um, uh, chunks, right? What, no, the, the wedges? Smaller than chunks. What are those called? Why is that escaping me? No, it wasn't crushed. It had, I think it was the chunks. Tidbits. Tidbits. That That's is what it. it was. Bits of tids. <laughs> no. Oh. And then I made a heart with um, cherry halves. Yes. And I had to put the cherries on there upside down, kind of. You know, so when you flipped it over. Oh, good point. Outside of the Inverted cherry. cake. Yes, yes. Wow. Well, it was amazing. Thank you. Um, it only lasted a couple of days before it got the spoilage alert. And <laughs> I was going to have one. And as I was dumping my, I think it was an empty K-cup pot into the trash can there, I noticed there was a half of a cake <laughs> sitting in the trash can, and, and I was I was hurt. Expiration date. Yeah, oh yeah, it, it was pretty quick. Uh, but you more than made up for that with your next venture, which I think I had last night. Cherry cobbler. Cherry cobbler, everybody. And this was your first cobbler? Yeah, it was so easy. Say more about that. It was just melt butter in a dish like a casserole dish okay and you mix up this little batter it's like you know simple it was what, just, what are the ingredients in that batter i know you were saying uh, something yesterday flour flour baking powder milk i threw a little cinnamon in there sugar i should have put some vanilla in it okay but i didn't call for it but anyways and then you just kind of dump a can of cherry pie filling on top and bake it it was super nice and you when you Got it out of the. I, I did take a picture, and that'll go up on the web here shortly. Um, I took a picture pre cutting into it. It's just crazy good. Then we heated it up and put um, vanilla ice cream. Yes, on. we did. <laughs> yes, we did, and that was dang delicious. So, I would like to thank you for that. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, so we also talked last week a little bit about bagged salads, and we were kind of questioning how they actually process that and. I know it's been a while, but the industry changed to uh, modified atmospheric packaging quite a ways back when it came to cut meat. You know, a lot of stores used to have a butcher and they would go in there and they'd cut the whole half a cow up into pieces. And um, then it kind of evolved where a lot of the stuff was coming in like pre-trimmed and all we had or pre-cut and we just had to trim a little bit. Right. Um, and we still get, um, you know, half, I forgot what they're called. <sighs> A big old slab of beef <laughs> that we would we cut into like ribeyes. A primal. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, but like a lot of companies, their steaks and stuff are, are produced in like chuck roast and all that. They're actually produced at a one facility 
where they they cut it all there like a central processing thing. They cut it and package it, and they use modified atmospheric packaging, which kind of seals it in there. So I did a little research, and the modified atmospheric packaging, um, the the formula. I don't know the formula because it's probably top secret, but it actually contains CO two, okay, nitrogen, and oxygen, and that is the, that's the same way they do the bagged salads, and okay. it does help them because. I'm sure you know, but like the minute you open that bag salad and that stuff gets out in the air, the uh, the bag salads go down quick. Yeah, they do. So it just, I guess that, isn't CO2, that's carbon dioxide, right? Right. Isn't that what we exhale? Well, yeah. That's kind of weird. So we got somebody breathing into the bag, throwing some <laughs> nitrogen and I don't know. It's kind of weird, but. I have a feeling this is going to be a clean up on out. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I should probably double check that before I. <laughs> Before I start spouting off about it. So in other food news, um, over the last week, there was a article that came down. It was right after the Super Bowl because I had mentioned I should have been talking about avocados, right? Yeah. Well, like a day or two later, boom, there's an avocado issue. Recall, right? No, it wasn't a recall. Uh, the avocados were actually... So apparently there's a dude. He's a U.S. inspector and he goes to Latin America and it's his job to inspect them. Okay. Inspect the avocados. That's that's this guy's get up in the morning, have a cup of Joe, go inspect avocados in Mexico. Oh, do I sense a rap hey, verse coming? Yeah. All right, that's coming. So, by the way, Mexico supplies 80% of the avocados to the United States. Okay. So, so apparently, dude, um, his office got some kind of death threat, like, like threatening harm, and we apparently decided we were not going to be shipping avocados into the United States due to that threat. Um, from what I've read, the, the shortage has, or the, uh, the stop of migrating avocados over here is actually back on track now. Okay. But with the delay that we had for like a week, um, apparently there's going to be a like potential gap of avocado availability. Um, it could impact out of stocks. I mean, you might not have any at all, or the price could uh, yeah, increase. I heard that. The old supply and demand, everybody. So, I guess that's kind of the thing. And the guy had he he the guy saw the avocados apparently, and he, they looked like they were from another state. So he made mention to that, and he got voicemail death threats. So what? Yeah. Anywho, so that, that's the avocado update for the week. Um, and then a couple days ago, there was a nationwide uh, recall on baby formula. Um, I can't remember exactly what the problem was with it. There were certain brands of powder that were impacted. And I know we had a lot of customers returning them. And obviously you want to keep your baby safe and all that. But uh, I don't have any further details on that. But I know that there was quite a bit of uh, inventory that was actually impacted by that. So I I don't know if there's going to be issues with baby formula formula for a while. But I thought that was kind of wild. Stuff just sneaks up on you and Uh, boom. Yeah. So it, it was kind of a, a quiet week at the store this week. You know, it was after the Super Bowl. I mean, Valentine's Day was Monday. That was a, a gangbusters day with those last minute dudes in there shopping. Grabbing those flowers. Yes. Um, but then after that, it kind of chilled out a little bit. So it was kind of a quiet week. We actually had our floors refinished at the store on Valentine's night after we closed uh, that Monday. Dude came in and threw wax down on my floor. And I will tell you, it, it looks good. And that's great. Um, it looks clean, er. Um, 
but it was weird. I was actually, I came out of the back room and I saw a shiny floor and my mood was enhanced. Oh, I can understand that. You know, obviously I'm pretty passionate about my floors. I'm kind of known for waxing my own floors, blah, blah, blah. And people know that if they make a scratch in that floor, when we're putting stuff back out there, they, let's just say they're very careful. (laughs) Yeah. That they don't like seeing the red ears and, and scar, scowl, scowl. I don't know where I was going with that. I look mad when my floors get scratched. But I was thinking about it. I mean, if you're a retailer out there and, and you're not putting any focus on your floors, you figure, ah, eh, that's a minimal impact. I will tell you, you're wrong. I think it helps boost employee morale. Um, it obviously increases the appearance of cleanliness. And I think customers like that. Oh, absolutely. So, like, when I go into big box retailers, um, there's one. or There's basically two big ones, right? Yeah. So we'll just say that. One of them has extremely shiny floors, Mm -hmm. and that store is perceived as being higher end. Um, They they carry almost the same stuff, right? I mean, mean, there's a few variations of celebrity stuff and all that, but I've always told my uh, the floor crew that is contracted to come in and clean the floors, my goal is to have that store's uh, floor shine. That's the target they need to hit. Right. See what I did there? I that was pretty good. <laughs> so one other observation about Target that I'm kind of going off the cuff here. It's no secret that I have a small bladder. Oh, my goodness. Well, when I go into Target's restrooms, it always smells like Fruit Loops or something in there. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. I need to figure that out because I would love to have that in my upstairs bathroom here. It smells like Fruit Loops. Every Target. I, 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 I got to figure out. I don't have to pull that little dispenser down and yeah, see. I was going to say, it's probably an air freshener up there. Yeah, well, if it's Fruit Loops, I'm on it. <laughs> Speaking of which, we got a couple items in the store today, um, or this week, and my assistant manager was getting ready to put them out on the floor. They're new items. And he made the comment that we have found a way to make a somewhat healthy breakfast food non-healthy. <laughs> so there's there's oatmeal. You know, oatmeal. It's been around for years. Yep. It's It's healthy for the most part. Of course, I tend to put too much sugar on mine. I don't know why. It's a habit when I, from when I was a kid. I could probably eat it without it. But I like to have some sugar on there. I like the crunch. That means I'm putting too much sugar on yeah, it. Yeah. If, if, if it's crunchy. Crunching, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, they have cereal brand um, oatmeal now. Lucky Charms <laughs> oatmeal. Uh, I believe it was Fruit Loops oatmeal. Um, Cocoa Puffs oatmeal. And it might be cinnamon toast crunch oatmeal. What is it? Cereal poured in it? I, I don't know. It scares me. But, you know, cinnamon toast crunch, I could probably see if it had a flavor of that. Because obviously there's cinnamon flavored oatmeal or whatever. But Fruit Loop oatmeal scares me. Cocoa Puffs really scares me. <laughs> Not from what it would taste like per se, but or necessarily, but the look. Yeah. Cocoa Puff oatmeal probably is not going to look very appetizing. So... Yeah, that kind of happened. <laughs> um, so, kind of going back to the Delta story here, I did a little mini construction project at the store today. And I got halfway through it and I was like, oh crap, I have, I've gone too far with something I should not have done. Uh, so we wanted to, in our front office, we wanted to put a filing cabinet and slide it underneath the counter. Because it was sitting out in the open. So I grabbed a uh, a grinder rotary tool that I have in my shed. See, I don't even know what they're called. What, <laughs> oh, no. what does that tell you? 
But I thought about it overnight, what I needed, you know, I'm going to go in there and just bzz, 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 done, put the filing cabinet under there and get on with my life. So I'm sitting there. I, I use the grinder. First of all, I wasn't wearing protective equipment, okay. which kids, you should always wear safety goggles if you're using anything that might shoot a projectile into your eye. <laughs> so I had the grinder facing the wrong way. And the first time I hit the bottom of the thing, a piece of uh, dust or wood went right into the eye. And I wear glasses. I don't know how the heck this agent went whoop right around my eye into my or around my glasses in my eye. I, I, I recovered from that. And then I'm sitting there. I'm just grinding away with this little, I don't know, it's called a gator wheel. It's supposed to be for metal. So I figured, of course, uh-huh. that's why I'm a retail ranger, not a construction guy. I'm like, if it's for metal, it'll chew right through this pressed wood, right? Well, it did, but it was going so fast it started like having a burning smell. <laughs> and and I'm so I'm like, all right, well, that's natural. You're kind of putting heat on that. And then all of a sudden, I realized there was a little bit of smoke. Oh no! I was like, Holy crap! On a stick, it did not catch fire. It did not. Let me clarify that. It did not catch fire. But I guess the speed of that gator metal disc onto the pressed wood um, with the microscopic dust that it was creating. Um, I'll just say I had to open the door and, and turn a fan on because I was afraid I was going to set off a fire alarm. And I would be uh, not. You're wondering why I text the plumber. I know. Well, I, I, well, halfway through the thing, I'm like, oh, crap. I have bit off way more than I can chew. But I didn't want to disappoint my customer service manager either. If she comes in, I told her I was going to do it. And if I didn't have it done, I would have, you know, looked like an idiot. However, <laughs> she's married too, so she probably knows. <laughs> yeah. Much like, like her husband's an expert in construction stuff, he probably couldn't come in and do what I do. And he'd probably try and mess stuff up, kind of like what I do with construction. Yeah. So anyways, know your role, people, is what I'm saying. Um, so after that, I got to tidy up... Um, so, like, if you go over to the canned cat food section, that is called a, a planogram. That's what we call it. It's like a ours is an 8-foot or 12-foot set, and that's where the merchandise goes, and we put price tags on it, and people buy it, right? right. So, over the last couple of days, it's been kind of slow. Um, I've been trying to touch up some of the planograms and, you know, refresh them. Gives me a chance to look for out-of-dates, rotate and stuff. Speaking of which, I'm going to jump into this real quick. I saw this a couple years ago. Um and, and I noticed it again this week. Manufacturers sometimes change the cap on their bottles. The color? The color, yeah. Okay. I, I've seen like a barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. And like the ones in the front will be like a blue top. And the ones in the back will be white. And when I look at them, it's because that's what the manufacturer is doing to kind of help their vendors and us realize we got to rotate it. Okay. So Febreze was even that case. They changed their, their bottle. But the older ones actually had like a purple top and the new ones had like a white top. Same UPC, same product, but it had different caps. And it's because they want you to rotate that stuff out. I just thought that was kind of cool. Oh, I hadn't cool. really thought about it. Um, so on this cat food thing. All right. So cat food, I've been very passionate about. We've been out of stock on that. There's been a lot of issues with it. And I had an aha moment on Friday. As I was working that planogram, um, let me tell you, th- there is too many varieties of, of canned cat food. Oh, I, I, I'm just going to call it. It's crazy. If you think about what cats eat when they go outside, they eat voles. They <laughs> eat moles, rats, mice, whatever. But there is 150 zillion 
varieties of cat food. You got and pate. None, none are vol or. I mean, it, none of them are like that. But it's funny because <laughs> cats are finicky. Yeah. And they only they find one thing and that's all they eat. But you're like, seriously, you look how you clean yourself. Number one, <laughs> two, what do you eat when you go outside? Um, but there's like pate. There's shreds. There's chunks, gravy, white fish. I mean. Mariner's catch or something like that. I mean, so when's the last time you saw a cat jumping off the side of a boat, going and grabbing a fish and coming back up? Well, Cats. It's been a while. Well, yeah, I would, <laughs> heck of a cruise that was. <laughs> Whew, that's going to be another story. But I mean, seriously, what it, do cats literally catch fish and eat them? Nah, nah. I, I would say well, 90. Gold, maybe goldfish. Yeah, in an aquarium. <laughs> But they're not out there in the wild stocking goldfish. I don't know. It's just, it was frustrating. And I guess it's frustrating because obviously my eyes aren't getting any better. And to have those little three ounce cans and then the tag is so small and that makes the numbers even smaller. And here I am using my trifocal, looking up at the sky while looking down my glasses, (laughs) looking at fancy feast. I mean, I feel like one of the, eh, anyways, it's a horrible situation. And especially when that, that planogram kind of got annihilated over the last couple months with the shortages, right? Yeah. You'd have stuff that's discontinued or you weren't getting it in. You pull the tag. It is so hard to stock an empty shelf. I mean, we've got, I'm not exaggerating. There's probably got to be a hundred tags in that set. Especially something as small as cans, cat food cans. Oh yeah. Especially those little ones. Cause yeah. some, sometimes they have the abbreviated UPC, which yeah. is like four numbers or five numbers. And you have to like, add three zeros and do math and carry the one over five and stuff. <laughs> it's like algebra, which I probably wish I had learned better, but I still haven't used much since I graduated high school. A little PSA for you there. Anyways. So I'm sitting there meticulously spacing out these little three ounce can sections and I'm putting the, the tags up that I had, but unfortunately we were missing a lot of the tags. So I used the paper and I started typing in the universal product code, which is UPC, right. into our handheld um, computer so I could request some shelf tags for it. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. You're not going to believe this. What? So you remember how we talked about UPCs? The first five numbers are generally, they belong to a manufacturer. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So our biggest two items or brands in that cat food section are Friskies. Mm-hmm. And Fancy, Fancy Feast. Feast. Yeah. Yes, I hate me some Fancy Feast cans. They are so small. <laughs> they are tiny. Yeah, but dude, the UPC on both Friskies and Fancy Feast both start with the same number. 5,000. So there, I, I, so I'm like, what? So I look and there is a small Purina logo on Fancy Feast and there's a Purina logo on Friskies. I'm like, well, son of a bee. They're both owned by Friskies. Wow. So... That is the, both owned by Purina. 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 So that, that's kind of a watch out. I mean, you, you figure big cat food, they own all the cat food or whatever. And when they have an aluminum shortage, it impacted Friskies all, and all Fancy it, Feast. Right. So it's not just Fancy Feast having a problem, not just Friskies having a problem. It's everything. So I was heart, my heart got warmed the other day. I was over there in that, I spend too much time in the cat food. I don't know that I think uh, about apparently. it. Apparently. So. There was a customer that was um, upset about the lack of canned cat food over there. And another customer actually informed that customer that it was due to the aluminum can shortage. I thought that was cool. Yeah. So, words getting out. Maybe they listen to the Walker Retail Ranger podcast. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. So, 
The other thing I kind of noticed was cereal sizes. And I don't know the answer to this yet, but I'm going to talk about it on the next podcast. So I was looking, um, there is too, too many sizes, let's just say of Cheerios. Right. For example, I agree. There is a, let me see. I I got it written down here. There's an 8.9 ounce. That's the regular size. That's not even nine ounces. Yeah. That sounds light. A little more than half a pound. Okay. That's, that's the regular size. And I'm thinking, man, if I I pull I pour a bowl of cereal, I gotta at least have a half a pound of cereal in that thing, don't I? <laughs> don't I usually eat like almost a box? Yeah. And I feel did. bad, but yeah. now I don't need to feel bad about it. It's only half a pound. And then there's a large size that's 12 ounces. So there is literally a three ounce difference between regular and large. How many Cheerios are in three ounces? Would you say? Oh, good question. I guess we'll find yeah, out. Yeah, I guess so. And in the giant box of Cheerios is 20 ounces. So there is an 11 ounce difference between regular and giant. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to look into that because that, that is just kind of weird. It, I mean, I get it. People want to have choices. You got different price points and all that. But I'm like, man, the difference in, and I guess it has to do with the packaging cost, the supply cost. Like how much more does it cost Cheerios or GM or whatever it is to buy a giant box of cardboard? Well, plus... Um, no, not everybody wants a giant box. If it's somebody that lives alone, it'll go stale before That's they true. eat it all. Or cabinet space, which we like here. That's true. Good point. I can't. I don't really have anywhere to put a giant box. Well, thinking about that, just like it's, it used to always be a joke where you could, uh, if you go to a fast food restaurant, you'd have a small, medium, and large back in the day. Yeah. Now it's like they got, then they went super size and all that. And like, how big are they going to get? <laughs> Are we going to have a mega giant stupendous box of Cheerios at some point that has 22 ounces in it? I don't know. It just, I don't know. just had to get that off my chest. I was trying to make the cereal out look pretty one day and I, I noticed that. And I guess I was mad because the boxes are so light that they kept falling over. Oh, I know. When I was trying to set them up, especially the less than nine ounce box of Cheerios. I digress. So, uh, guess what? What? Guess what February 22nd is? Tell me. No, you tell me. No, it's uh, <laughs> it is Supermarket Employee Day. Oh. The Food Marketing Institute started that uh, last year, so this is the second annual FMI's Supermarket Employee Day is is coming up February twenty okay. second. It's a Tuesday, I believe, which is a slower day of the week for most retailers. So we get time to relax. Um, and they did it because you know a lot of us retail rangers had a hard time the last couple of years. Oh yeah, we were kind of essential frontline workers for the most part, right? The struggle was real. It was. Still kind of, not as bad, but the memories are there. Um, the cool thing is, I was reading the article, um, 83% of supermarket associates engage in community support and building local ties through educational, philanthropic, 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 I don't know. You decide. Public health and advocacy efforts. So we're pretty much involved in the community is what sounds like retail rangers are for the most part. Especially in a smaller, you know, area. Right. Our little county. We are pretty local. Yeah. And support your local food pantry while you're at it, yes. folks. Thank you. So I thought that was really cool. Um, so the other PSA part of that, and it's a gripe I have. A little gripe. Okay. Just a little gripe. It's a parking lots. Uh 
we know what they're for. They're to park, and you go into your store, and you buy your stuff, and you uh, go back out of the parking lot, and you leave. <laughs> and we're back. We had a minor little problem where in post-production, the uh, volume faded right there, and we kind of glad we were listening because it just went weird on us. I don't know what happened there, Liz. Do you? Just- Faded off into oblivion. It's probably big cat food or Cheerios talking smack about me since I talk smack <laughs> about them. Fancy feasts and Cheerios up on my list today. And back to the parking lot story. So I literally almost got hit three times. Wow. Uh, yeah. You know, after a hard day of work, retail ranger and getting my truck and uh, I park way out there, uh, way out there. I've been picked on since I was a driver because I was parking BFE, they call it, uh, whether I'm uh, at work or if I'm going out and shopping or whatever it's it's well known that i like to get my steps in and stuff yeah that's true so anyways like i was pulling out in like in between the lines like normal like the normal lane and the main thoroughfare or fairway thoroughfare yeah all right let's go with thoroughfare (laughs) um i guess this lady it was a lady and two dudes like when they see a spot up front when they're coming in front of the store, they just want to zip right into that one spot there. So they kind of cut off instead of making a normal turn, they kind of zoom it right in there. You know, and it's like, dude, it's the parking lot. It's not the Daytona 500, which is today. Oh, okay. Yep, so we're going to be watching that here later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just, I was like, dude, seriously, just slow down. I, I've seen way too many close calls in the parking lot. Um, I know we had our speed bumps removed when we got remodeled several several years ago and people were like why'd you get rid of the speed bumps well here's the reality when people would go over a speed bump um they were ticked off that they had to hit that speed bump so the minute they got off of that thing they would they would floor it and that's where i would see most potential close calls of like you know a mom and a kid or dad and a kid walking outside after the their shopping trip and uh the kid sees their little jeep cherokee that daddy has so they go run towards it and break free from their parents i mean my god you could kill somebody in a parking lot, and that's, that's not a good situation. So that's just a little PSA from Uncle Jimmy to, here, slow down. Use it to park. Get your wares and goods. And uh, please don't empty your trash in the parking lots either. I know you think it's somebody else's job to do that. And while we appreciate the job security, it's not good for the environment. And uh, it doesn't look good. You know, we work pretty hard out there, and having to clean up outside is bad enough, or inside is bad enough, but outside is a whole other story. So... Hey, I just want to give you a quick update on some of our stats. We appreciate the support. Um, we have 421 downloads in the last 30 days, Liz. Oh, that's wonderful. That, that That's pretty awesome. Um, we are in several states across the United States. A lot of folks have downloaded from there. Uh, countries. Uh, Singapore, India, Thailand, Sweden, Portugal, uh, Belgium, and uh, Russia. Wow. They've all dabbled in the retail rangery and if you think about it there are grocery stores pretty much everywhere everywhere right everybody's got to do some grocery shopping and that was why i chose this profession too because i figured your people always need to eat right job security job security so we did have a a review come through and it says we have two on my thing but i can only find one and i'm not going to read the person's name because i didn't get permission so for safety and security purposes They gave us a five-star. I believe this is on uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Five-star. That's impressive. I think so. I appreciate that. It says, easy and informative. I love this podcast. It's easy listening to his voice, and he's funny. I appreciate learning about retail through human experiences. I feel like I'm getting to know him and learn about the retail industry. Highly recommend. I highly recommend it too, Liz. 
I do too. And we are on we're on several platforms. We're on Google, uh, Apple, Spotify. Uh, I feel like I added another one. Oh, iHeartRadio. I added yes, that a while back too. So we're we're also available on that. Um. So we really appreciate the uh, support, folks. And if you can, please support your local food pantries. And uh, we'll catch you next week with episode 13. Hopefully I'll be over my cereal bitterness and cat food by then. But All right, everybody. Peace out. Peace. Hey, Retail Rangers. Don't forget to check out walkerretailranger.com. Could be how you found this podcast. But there's an About Us uh, link on there that you can ask questions or submit some topics for future podcasts if you'd like. Um, I'm pretty new to this building a website thing. I'm kind of learning as I go. I'm a retail ranger, not an IT guy. Um, But so far, the analytics are showing that I'm pretty big in Belgium. Just saying. WalkerRetailRanger.com Thank you for listening to us and letting us be ourselves. We appreciate what you do to get stuff on the shelves. Stay safe out there. Do what you can to avoid any danger. Have fun, work hard, and be a retail ranger. You've been listening to Walker Retail Ranger.